as a black woman. Um, what has your travels while black been like for you? So they range from, I mean, I want to say like I've, I've, I can honestly say I've never had a horrible experience somewhere. Um, I've, of course, I've been, I've experienced microaggressions. Like, oh my God, can I touch your hair? Like, oh, your skin. Like, do you tan? And I'm like, nope, just came out the womb like this. But hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world. And we are in season four, Voyage 22. But before we continue, don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And you know what? Hit that notification bell so you know when we drop our next episodes. Today, we have an amazing, phenomenal woman. Tell them who you are and what do you do. So the third person today is Zandra Haywood. I am an attorney by trade, but I've only worked in the nonprofit sector. So now I do compliance for a large nonprofit. Oh, you big time. You big no, time. No, it's like medium time. Medium time. <laughs> so where are you from? I'm from Newark, New Jersey, Brick City, all the way. Newark or Newark? Newark, one syllable. You sure? Oh, she said that with, with a short. Newark, one syllable. Okay, okay, Newark, one syllable. So what got you into traveling in the first place? Um, so believe it or not, I actually didn't take my first trip till college. Mm. My mom, I don't know, she just didn't believe in plane vacations, so Jersey Shore was all I knew. That's still, that's a trip. Yeah, but I didn't get on a plane till college, and so my first trip was Miami, and I fell in love with it. I went for spring break, and I was like, oh, this is dope. I got to do this all the time, and from then on, I feel like I started, I started taking like five to six trips a year, and then I know as I got a job, it picked up, and I probably average 12 trips a year. 12 trips a year. Yeah, I try to do something at least once a month. You are the ultimate traveler at that point. I try to be. You know, I try to keep my platinum status on your minute. She's flexing on y'all. You know, that's a little flex. Loyalty. Loyalty. So, what what inspires you to travel? Like, what do you look for when you go to these different destinations? As I've turned 40 on this side of 40, I begin to look for relaxation, but... I want to say in my prime, like 28 to 38, it was adventure. It was all like, what's the next adventure? What's exciting? What new can I learn? What different cultures can I immerse myself in? I mean, I tried to pick up a couple languages, failed miserably, but <laughs> I I just really do love to learn. I call myself a cool nerd. Cool nerd. Yeah. So you've you've done a you've averaged about you said twelve trips a year. Yeah, about that. And so, do you even still have a bucket list? I actually I do. I believe it or not. Well, I, I guess I have been to Asia because I've been to Jordan, but mm -hmm. I've never been to like main 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 Asia. Like I've never been to China, uh, Japan. Okay. And those are definitely Tokyo's been on my bucket list for a very long time. Um, Okinawa, Bali. Thailand and I've you know just for some reason I've never been to that side of the world okay I mean it's a far, it's a far I know reach, you so. gotta commit you gotta commit yeah. I'll probably do it all in one trip okay. all that yeah I'll you know what? I actually planned yeah. that out one year 
and it's it's very it's it's reasonable. Yeah, but I'll it's, probably it's do it a long, long it's trip. a long haul. I mean, so, you do it one time, you don't want to do that flight again. You're right. So you said your prime was in your mid twenties, and now, like, do you would you happen to say that you have like a most memorable trip thus far? Um, yeah. So when I was twenty eight, turning twenty nine, I went to Africa for the first time. It was East Africa. Um, I was going for a wedding. So I had two friends. She One was from Rwanda and one was from Tanzania and they were getting married together. Mm. And um, she planned this whole like journey for us beginning mm. in Uganda. So oh, wow. yeah, so I don't know if many people know about the Rwandan genocide, but mm. she was raised primarily in Uganda because of the genocide. She was Tutsi. And so her part of her family was slaughtered in the genocide. So they escaped to Uganda and that's where she was raised. And so a large part of her community was from is, is Ugandan. Mm. So that was the first part of our journey. That's the first place she wanted us to visit to see where she was from. Mm. And we did a couple days in Uganda. We did a couple days in Rwanda, a couple days in Tanzania. We went to Zanzibar. We, um, I flew into Kenya actually. And I did a night in Mombasa. Then I went to Kampala. And when I got off the plane in Kampala, the customs enforcement agency said, welcome home, sister. Oh, wow. And like, I just started bawling. And like, I just could not contain it. And so that's probably my most memor memorable moment mm -hmm. of the trip. But there was so much excitement. I mean, I went to Zanzibar. So like, yeah. obviously that was memorable, <laughs> but just hearing welcome as, you know, like African-American in the United States, like we struggled to find our culture and our, and our foundation and our roots. So just hearing that welcome home, my sister was like, it just was heartwarming. So was that your first time to the continent? That was. And have you been since? Has been back since? So I've been twice. Once I went to um, Egypt. So... And I did the pyramids and all of that. I did Cairo and Luxor. And then I recently went to Morocco. Ah, so speaking <laughs> of Morocco, right? Voyage 22. Yeah. So there's two groups of people hearing about this trip, right? I'm assuming you're part of this first group. Mm -hmm. And what was the message that was sent to you for you to be like, all right, I'm on it? So... Jackie gave me a phone call, followed up by a text message, and she was just like, we're going to, you know, I know you, you're traveling, keep this, keep this date clear. It's in April, we're going to Morocco, we're going to do this big friend family trip. And I was like, hold on, ladies. <laughs> I was like, when? She's like, April. I'm like, all right, let me look at my calendar. It's in there. But wait, wait, are you getting married? And she's like, no, it's just a trip. It's just a trip. I'm like, all right. Then she texts me, follow up with a text message, and I'm like, I think you're getting married, and I'm going to be really mad if you're getting married and you don't say something. <laughs> and then we got the email. Oddly enough, <laughs> there's, there's a reason why I'm our better half, right? Okay. So part of that story was, you know, I, I tried to send that same message to people, <laughs> and that message went, res the responses were, oh, bro, I got a big trip going on that week. That, that next year, I'm not sure if I can make it. And then I had to follow up like, bro, quite honestly, it's my wedding. He was like, all right, by all means, I'm going to make it. So from that point forward, I was like, look, my people may not make it if we're making it this <laughs> just surprise, we're married type of scenario. So 
for those of you that got the, um, hey, we're getting married in Marrakesh, here's the information. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you got this notice, right? And now it's time for you to start getting ready to book flights, book hotels. I know the hotel bill was pretty hefty up front. Were you one of those people who's like, bump it, I'm going to put it on my card and just pay it over time? Or you were like, let's make this work out for me. So, fun fact about me, I can commit to a trip, but I'm non-committal in life. <laughs> so, I won't make any movement toward that trip before six weeks in advance. Oh. So, I knew about this, yes, for a whole year. I booked my flight in December. Okay. Got it canceled because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Had to rebook. I booked the hotel in January, and then... One of our friends had some alternate plans, so I was able to stay at the host hotel with them. So that was last minute. So I was able to cancel my hotel that I booked and then just jump on that, which was probably the best the best decision that I made. Right. But, you know, I'm like a I'm definitely a last minute planner. Like, I just I don't know. It's just hard to commit to a thing so, so far you, in advance. You must travel alone a lot, huh? No, but the, so the thing is, I do what y'all do, which I did. I'd be mm. like, hey, we're going to go to Egypt in October. These is the dates. This is what we should do when we're there. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not, if we're not going to stay together, then people will start booking our stuff oh. before me. Okay. And then you end up pulling up. Yeah, he's going to pull up. If I say I'm going to pull up, I'm going to pull up. Okay. But the details are sketchy until about three days before okay so <laughs> so you mentioned your flights got canceled and then you ended up having to rebook mm -hmm. like what was that flight like going from here to marrakesh so originally i was flying i think through zurich and that one got canceled and so i took it as an opportunity to just i had already requested the time off so i just took it as an opportunity to like make the journey a little bit more adventurous on the way mm -hmm. so I flew through Madrid and then I spent a couple hours in Madrid and then from Madrid I went to Casablanca and I had an eight hour layover in Casablanca. So I booked a layover tour with this layover with this company on this on Viator app. I don't know if anybody uses that, but it saved my life in millions of countries. So download it if you haven't used it before. Okay. I booked the layover tour through them. Do pick me up from the airport. He was amazing. Um, he took me to the mosque in uh, Casablanca, to nice some of the cafe. city, yeah, yeah, cafe, to some of the city center, um, the French, like one of the French quarters right. in the city. Um, got went by the water, by the Atlantic Ocean, and I didn't even know that Morocco was on the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, learned that when I pulled up to the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then from Casablanca, then I flew to Marrakesh, which was only like 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we were at this picture perfect hotel, right? So tell us about like, what was your impressions of the hotel getting in there, getting there? So, um, I'm not, even though I like adventure, I'm not a woodsy kind of girl. So I was a little scared when we first, when I first pulled up, cause I got there like 11 PM. Mm. It was dark. There's a lot of rocks and some gravel. But then I heard black people <laughs> in the background. So I was like, my people here. So I won't get killed in the woods. Mm. I have a very irrational fear of getting murdered in the woods. <laughs> um, 
So I'm going through the woods with my bags and then I pull up and the room is huge. It's, it's dope. There's got outdoor patio seating and it, you know, it feels like a place where you can really experience community, but you know, the woods come with bugs and mosquitoes. And so I'm not a fan of that, but I was a fan of how pretty the accommodations were. It was a perfect venue for a wedding. Um, it, I don't know, it, it exceeded my expectations visually mm-hmm. and really just like gave me what I needed in terms of Instagram photos. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it was content. It was content <laughs> it was, ready. It was. It was content ready. So um, the first official day there um, was that, I believe, Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you said you've been to Cairo and Lexor. So I believe the market is in Cairo. You've been to the market in Cairo. So... When you guys went to the Medina for the first time, did it remind you of going to the market in Cairo or was it just its own experience? It was a different experience. It was also like Cairo on steroids. Like Mm. the market in Medina is aggressive. Like they know that you're there to buy and they want to sell you Mm. everything. And, you know, some of them are really good salespeople and you just buy stuff that you don't need just because... (laughs) You want to stimulate the economy. And also, they're just really good salespeople. I got to give you some money for that effort. But it's it's a, it's a different experience. I have, I don't know. I, I, I felt like it was better than the marketing. Did right. you stay in a square or did you venture off into, like, the the maze of that city? We did. Um, the, the next, like, the last day, I think that was the last day mm-hmm. before we left, when we went to the Medina, I was with, uh, mostly with Candy. And we definitely did venture off. Yeah, we got a little lost in the maze. And then we were dropping pins. We met up with our friend Yomi one time. And, you know, just, it was it was quite an experience. But it was it was fun. Okay. Was fun. So later that evening, I'm not sure if you saw the setup for it. But later that evening, we had a um, rooftop open, open bar. And then we had a dinner. Like... Tell me what 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 were you thinking about once you got there and the experience you had with the dinner and the rooftop. Oh, the dinner was that the. It was that same night. Dang, it's all the long table. Oh, the long Arabian night. That yeah. oh my god, that was amazing. That was I mean that was probably the best welcome dinner I've ever been to, and I'm not like BSing. Can't curse, right? I'm not BSing. I'm not bullshitting for the cameras. It was. Dope, like the ambiance, the vibes, like everything was perfect. The the welcome is it a, what I would call it a band? I don't yeah. know the. I'm the not troop. sure. What it was I don't good. know what I would it call a, it. it like I would call troop. it a band. Yeah, they was like dancing. They was jump. They was moving. It was it was straight vibes. Yeah. I I really then, enjoyed and it. And then pops dropped a couple <laughs> two no, steps for you. Dropped a. Bored in the two steps. <laughs> he busts the move. So, and then after dinner, we went to the owner's house. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you thought. And about we that. had the party, and we had fun. I mean, like I was dancing, and then I was drunk. I don't, you know. I mean, that <laughs> just it happens. Sometimes. Yeah, it happens so fast. But it's it's all about your company too that right. enhances the experience. And our community was strong. Everybody came out to celebrate the Benjamins, and that's what the main focus and priority was, and that's what it felt like. So it was just vibes, and the DJ actually, it was like a good vibe. I had a good set. Mm, that's good. So 
at breakfast, I saw a lot of sunglasses in Advil. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. you guys were able to recoup. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I had it was it was it was a mix of the alcohol and the bougie girl gumdrops. I tell you that bougie girl. Yeah, that's man. what it was. It was a mix. Mm. So you gotta put the sunglasses on until you like fully revive yourself. Okay. And so we gave y'all a couple of CP times. We gave y'all CP times. I'm glad that you did. And um, you know that was that was an interesting experience. But like, what were your thoughts of the ceremony itself? Because it wasn't traditional. It right? wasn't traditional, but it was perfect. And it was perfect for Morocco. Mm-hmm. It was perfect for the Benjamins. And it was perfect for our community. Um, I mean, the no phones, I mean, that should happen at every yeah. ceremony. Because you're not looking through your camera lens. You're actually enjoying and paying attention and, and watching and immersing yourself in the love. Mm-hmm. Did you drop a... Drop a I no, I ain't, not at the ceremony. No, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that. You were sobbing. Out I loud. would call it, you know, like something, something in, in my eye, eye gotcha, you know. Gotcha. And I had to put my sunglasses on. There was a lot I of, you know, looking it. back at the pictures, everybody had glasses on. So yeah, because it was understand. sunny too, so you know there okay. was allergies happening. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, <laughs> so. Later that day, late right after that, we had a nice little sit down ceremony, like mm-hmm. reception. Um, you know, what can you say that you took from that experience, right? Like, because there was, you know, a, a nice conglomerate of women together, like long term relationships, and then you know the breast came out, stepped out, and did our thing. You know what I mean? But um, what 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 did you get from that? Because it was. Once again, this is not everybody knows Jackie, everybody knows Paige, everybody knows both of us, but we got people coming in from different aspects of our lives and coming together. Like, what was that feeling like for you? I mean, I felt like everybody came for a good vibe. Everyone came to celebrate. Um, It was just, I felt like a good time was the main priority for everybody. Also, it's a long journey, so you... You, yeah, you got to come to enjoy yourself. I mean, there was belly dancing and shisha and I missed out on the drinks. shisha. So they was they was hiding the shisha, but it's cool. Yeah, it was it was I mean good, but I mean the belly dancer was I mean, she was she was doing a watch. She was doing a thing. She was in attendance. <laughs> All right, so were you part of the group that had an extended trip? No, I didn't because I had to get back from work. Mm. So were you one of those people that like went back to work the following day? I or? did actually. I flew through Portugal going home and I actually had to be in the office for three meetings the next day. So wow. it was really a struggle. But, you know, you get some coffee in you. I even got a Manny Petty that night oh, afterwards. Sweet, you know? sweet. Yeah, you just got to get right back into it because... If you, you can't stay on the time zone that you're in. You just got to immerse yourself back in your current time zone and just push through. You just got to be a soldier. Soldier. You're yeah, a soldier. You're All right. Soldier. So you mentioned that when you came to the continent the first time, you was welcomed home, right? Um, as a woman of color, um, as a black woman, um, what has your travels while black been like for you? So they've ranged from, I mean... I want to say, like, I've, I've, I can honestly say I've never had a horrible experience somewhere. Um, I've 
of course I've been I've experienced microaggressions like oh my god can I touch your hair like oh your skin like do you tan and I'm like nope just came out the womb like this but <laughs> um but I've never experienced like overt discrimination or prejudice in any of my travels. So I, I do want to say that I think that I'm lucky in that respect. But, um, you know, you get anything from people not understanding that there are successful Black people in America. So they think you like there to shoot a reality show or you like a rapper's girlfriend or something. Or we've gotten, we were in Paris, a bunch of us were in Paris and they thought we were like the Real Housewives. Like... Oh, wow. Yeah, it ranges from that to, like, just, like, you don't even get a second look some places. Mm. And then, like, there's some time, you know, some places, like, I was in Sevilla, Spain, and, like, they just don't get groups of black people. Oh, so, okay. you know, we were dancing with the flamenco dancers, and people, like, thought we were related to them. Like, oh, wow. it's kind of strange. I mean, they were a little bit darker skin than everybody else, but they weren't black, so it's kind of strange. But, you know, like... I I, I, I want to say that in every country there's indigenous population, right. so we could just be a part of that. We could fit right in with that indigenous population, too. So it's actually kind of cool in that respect, too. Okay. Because they never know. They can't see you coming. You could be, you know, you could open your mouth and just hit them with the Portuguese. Bang, bang. Yeah. I mean, I can't, but <laughs> some people can. So, so you mentioned early on that you are a last-minute traveler, like... How is how is that even possible? Like, cause cause I usually at this portion ask provide a tip, but you would probably give people set up some failures unless <laughs> unless um, you know you actually have ways to do it last minute that allows I, it to be still financially sound and you can still make your destination. So what are yeah. some what are your 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 go tos when you want to wait till the last minute? So I think first. If you are going to start a year and thinking you're going to travel a lot that year, stick with one airline or airline partners um, and even one hotel brand because building loyalty with the brand really does, you know, you get what you, you get back what you paid into it. Um, I get free upgrade. I, I exclusively fly with United or United Partners, Star Alliance Partners. So booking last minute flights, I still get, I still get better prices, better price matches than gotcha. other consumers when they like look on Expedia to book a United flight. Um, I get like best offers. I get free upgrades. I get to book flights with miles that I've accumulated or earned. I get you know, priority seating, priority mm -hmm. boarding. And even if you, the same thing with hotels, you can get, if you stick with one hotel brand, you could get early check-in and late check-out. So right. you could actually book a flight, book a trip for two days. So you're only staying one night, but it feels like two full days gotcha. because you get the early check-in and the extended late check-out. So that would be my tip. Even if it's a little bit more than... Even if you see an airline is a little bit more than another airline, just still stick with that one airline and build some loyalty and and build a relationship with them. I say relationship with uh -huh. air quotes. Um, so in, in yeah. those cases, are you going direct to the, the partner sites or you're doing like a like Expedia, Priceline, Google? I price? usually go directly to the part to the to the site to okay. the airline site, but I have booked through 
like Expedia's and stuff okay. as well. But I usually do go through direct. The airline, the air, the airlines have the best offers. They're the actual airline will give you the best price. Okay. Okay. So where can people find you? Um, you can find me on the streets of Soha. <laughs> Other, also known as South Harlem, <laughs> but you can also find me on. <laughs> Everybody laughs because it's really the Upper West Side, but I refuse to say that. Um, but I'm also at Instagram at Fab Life of Z. I'm on LinkedIn. I do not do Twitter, but I could be persuaded to. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank mm. you very much for doing the show. Thank you for having um, me. Appreciate you. So if you haven't already, please remember subscribe, like, comment, and hit that notification bell so you guys can get the latest episodes, especially when this beautiful young lady pops up again in the next season, right? Yes. So with that said, I hope you guys stay safe, travel more, peace.